Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Depths of Music podcast for the first time in 2024. My name is Nick, and today we are going over some of my most anticipated albums for 2024 and doing some speculation about what could be coming for this year of music. To any regular listeners um, who have been following this show for a while, typically I do a most anticipated albums of whatever the next coming year is around the time, if not before, sometimes I do the year end list, um, as kind of a look forward. However, um, I recorded a version of this podcast a little bit earlier this year. And then that pretty quickly became outdated before I had time to edit it. Um, so I decided it would just kind of be better for all of us if I just re-record this with some more information, uh, and I would I would argue with more information to do better predictions for the uh, latter part of this list. Obviously, by the time you are hearing this, we will be pretty well into 2024. I'm currently recording this on the 8th of January, as um, is important, so the stuff that I talk about on the 12th will probably already be out, but... Anyways, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into it because we got a lot to talk about. All right, so the first stuff I'm going to go over is the stuff that is confirmed. Uh, I have some albums here that have titles, dates. We know for sure they're coming out, barring any delays. Uh, and I have albums that I have found with dates pretty much up January, February, and March. We don't have dates for pretty much anything later than that. First one, January 12th, so this coming Friday. These will probably be out by the time you listen to this podcast. Kanye and Ty Dollar Sign with Vultures and Kid Cudi with Insano. Two big rap releases to start off the year from, obviously, former besties Kanye and Kid Cudi. Now Kanye is teaming up with Ty Dollar Sign after the crazy 2022 that Kanye had in terms of just the most outlandish and disgusting, frankly, um, comments that Kanye made in the latter portion of that year. And then I believe it was the beginning of that year, if not 2021. I can't keep up with all Kanye's nonsense. He did the whole thing with Pete Davidson. At that point, he severed ties with Kid Cudi. Um, so that explains why they are not dropping another Kid See Ghost, for example, and why in Kid Cudi is dropping his new album on the same day as Kanye. But regardless, as much as I do not like Kanye and I will not be covering him on this show with that album, I definitely wanted to point it out because this is going to be a big moment and a big release in hip hop in general, these are two very big names. Uh, I say that as Kanye and Kid Cudi. Ty Dolla Sign as Kanye's partner for this record is kind of weird, mainly because I'll just be honest, I just frankly do not care about Ty Dolla Sign, um, nor have I heard any like full Ty Dolla Sign projects and or really cared to listen to them. Um, I will probably at least take one listen through both these albums. Um, but I will likely not be covering either of them until the end of the year. Um, but those are two big records, specifically that first one, Vultures, is the name of the album. Um, obviously, as Kanye's kind of been going back into album mode, he's been posting a lot of stuff on Instagram that I just generally have not really looked at. Um, after the delays and such with Donda and this is before he said all the like super anti-Semitic stuff and really, really bad stuff. Um, if he hadn't already said really bad stuff beforehand, which he did. Um, I was just kind of exhausted with Kanye. Um, and I find the process of covering Kanye on this show kind of exhausting and I'm not getting paid to do this. So therefore, since I'm not getting paid to, talk about and listen to Kanye. I'm probably just not, uh, I'm going to listen to it myself just for, you know, just to say that I did and to just kind of have a general opinion on it. And I may use that information later on down the line, but for the most part, uh, I don't really plan on covering Kanye for the show. Wanted to point that out. Uh, but yeah, that's the stuff that's coming out on the 12th. 
So let's move on to the stuff that is coming out later on. Um, first up is the week immediately after January 19th. Uh, the biggest release of that day is going to be the new one from Green Day titled Saviors. This will be the first Depths of Music episode of the year. Proper album review. I'm planning on covering that Green Day record. Uh, been a Green Day fan for a while. Just bought tickets to go see them. Uh, gonna be a really interesting album. But on top of that, we also have the self-titled release from Neck Deep and... Um, from classic British heavy metal band, Hellfire and Damnation is the name of the record. And the band, of course, is Saxon. They are um, releasing that one. I'm not sure if Neck Deep is hitting the road, but Saxon and Green Day definitely are. As I said, I bought tickets to go see Green Day with Smashing Pumpkins. And I believe Rancid is coming with them. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a hell of a show. But um, yeah, keep your eyes on those records. Obviously, Green Day is going to be the big one. Um Kids Bop is also coming out that day, which I'm going to cover later on, but I don't really care right now. Um, but Saxon and Neck Deep are definitely worth taking a look at. On January 26th, uh, Lyrical Lemonade is dropping an album called All Is Yellow. I didn't really realize that Lyrical Lemonade made music. I thought he was just a guy who did music videos, but I also don't keep up with Lyrical Lemonade enough to really know for sure, so... That'll be something, uh, but that also is the day of the new Alkaline Trio record, Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs, which will definitely be worth looking out for. Right after that, on February 2nd, uh, we have Chief Keef with Almighty So 2. Obviously, um, as a sequel project, it's got a lot of hype behind it. People really love Chief Keef, and while I'm not the world's biggest Chief Keef fan, uh, definitely going to want to give that a listen. Slightly weirder album release date on a Sunday, February 11th, is Usher coming home. Of course, he's releasing that on the same day of his Super Bowl halftime performance. I will be reviewing that halftime performance, but I don't know if I'm going to be reviewing the album itself. But Usher, obviously, very long and storied career of a lot of really big hits. Um, and I've enjoyed like one or two of the singles off the new record. Um, so that'll definitely be worth giving a listen to. On February 16th is Ishan, uh, self-titled. The, um, he was a member of Emperor and he's been kind of doing some feature work and now he's dropping the solo project. I really loved the first single from this. If you're into black metal, this one's definitely going to be worth a listen. Plus, there is going to be an orchestral edition of the album released right alongside it. So you'll get double your black metal uh, for the price of one, which will be pretty cool. Um, and then on the 23rd, MGMT is dropping Loss of Life, another artist I am not terribly familiar with, but should be fun regardless. March will be another great month. On March 1st, we get the solo project from Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson. Uh, it's called The Mandrake Project. I've liked uh, the first song so far, so that should be pretty good. Uh, also on that day, New Year's Day, alt-rock band is dropping Half Black Heart, a record that I'm actually pretty excited for considering that the singles being released for this are some of the strongest the band has put out in a while, if not ever. Uh, with WUB, I got to talk to Miss Ashley Costello uh, about some of the creative process of this record. Obviously, I haven't heard it, um, but that made me even more excited to give this a record a full listen. On March 8th, uh, Bleacher's Self-Titled is coming out. And of course, uh, if you just got done getting your fill of British heavy metal with uh, Bruce Dickinson and Saxon, my most anticipated album of the year is going to come out and satiate that for you. That's, of course, Judas Priest with Invincible Shield. Two great singles out already. Judas Priest is firing on all cylinders, and it is absurd considering how late into their career they are. They're hitting the road again uh, with Sabaton this time around. And I was lucky enough to go see Judas Priest and Sabaton in 2021 before um, Richie Faulkner had the incident with his heart. Um, it was a fantastic show, and I'm going to go again because it was just that good. I am such a Judas Priest diehard. We will... 
On March 15th, we get Lenny Kravitz's new record, Blue Electric Light. And then on March 29th, we have the new album from Sum 41, which I hear is going to be their last, but I'm not entirely sure. It's called Heaven X Hell. And then we have a new one from, you know, once again, might be her last, but then again, she had said that before. I'm, of course, talking about Cheryl Crow with Evolution. So, those are all the records that we have actual names and dates and confirmations of. I wanted to get that out of the way kind of quickly so that we can spend more time speculating about the stuff that isn't as set in stone. Um, the first category I'm going to go into is the almost guarantees. These are the predictions I feel pretty safe about. If you want to go back just for shits and giggles and listen to my predictions for 2022 and 2023, uh, you can see how wrong I was about some of them. There's a few that I absolutely just stepped in and fell right on my ass about. Uh, and there's a few of these that I am going to predict again for this year or talk about again for this year that I am inevitably going to be wrong about again. Um, because some of these people just keep showing up because they keep not dropping the album. But anyways... Um, First one I want to bring up in my almost guarantees, it's the safest pick of the year, is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They always drop, like, at least more than one album a year. So, obviously, we're going to get something from this year. Do I know what that's going to be? Hell no. They can do anything. King Gizzard puts out so many different records of so many different styles, if you don't know them. They are a rock band, and that's about as much as I can narrow them down to. They've done a little bit of everything, um, from garage rock to more acoustic stuff to electronic music to thrash metal. They have over 25 albums in just over 10 years. It's an absolutely insane run of albums. Um, I don't even know where to tell you to get started with that band, um, but there's absolutely no predicting King Gizzard. However, um... They cut down the amount of records they released last year to only two, which I know still sounds absurd. Um, but their two records from last year, um, their thrash metal record, uh, Predator Draconic Apocalypse, and The Silver Chord, uh, the more electronic album, both of those were really good and some of my favorite Gizzard releases of the past few years. So I'm liking the way this band is moving. Two more safe predictions, Taylor Swift, uh, Reputation Taylor's version and Re uh, Taylor's version of her debut album, self-titled, I believe are both coming out this year. I think if the Eras tour ends this year, I believe it does. Um, I don't remember all the dates exactly, but I believe the Eras tour is going to end this year if she doesn't extend it further. And I would not be surprised if we get both of these records by that time. Now, getting into a little bit of speculation early since I'm already on the Taylor Swift subject, do we get Taylor Swift 11 this year as well as Reputation and Taylor Swift Taylor's version? Possibly. She didn't give Speak Now a lot of time to breathe as it's one of her least popular records when she gave, especially Red got a lot more time to breathe and 1989 is getting a lot more time to breathe considering that Reputation was an album that didn't give her a lot of radio hits um, and is also just not good in general. I've kind of doo-dooed on Reputation my fair share on this podcast and I'm sure we will get into that more when I actually get to that. And her debut album is just generally one of those records that while there are a few songs that people remember like our song or Teardrops on My Guitar, most people don't really just talk about that record. I feel like she might be kind of trying to get those out the door and then she gives us whatever this 11th record is. I don't know what that 11th record looks like. I really hope she changes things up. I don't want another album like Midnight's, considering I didn't really like Midnight's, but considering that album did so much for her in terms of, um, like, radio success, popularity, and, I mean, we'll see when the Grammys come around how it does for her, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to do pretty well. I think it would be... Kind of surprising if she doesn't continue working with Antonoff, even though I don't like the way he produces her. Um, and, you know, kind of keep making a record like that. Once again, I want to see Taylor go in a different direction. 
Um, but genuinely, she kind of does as she feels because she's the biggest pop star in the world right now. So, honestly, who knows? Um, but I do pre feel pretty safe in saying we are getting the last two Taylor's versions this year. Another artist I feel pretty safe in saying we are getting something from this year is Megan The Stallion. Um, I feel safe with Meg because we just got that single Cobra, uh, including the awesome remix with Spirit Box, which was so great for me, especially as somebody who loves Spirit Box and loves Megan The Stallion. Um, I really like that single. I love all the emotions with it. And Megan's kind of been, you know, kind of doing a little bit more and more in terms of feature work this year. Um, last year and this year, she had the song with Cardi B. And she also just did uh, the feature on Renee Rapp's Not My Fault uh, from the Mean Girls soundtrack, which is coming out, I believe, on January 12th. I didn't cover it because it's not a soundtrack, but the Mean Girls movie soundtrack. I would not be surprised to see if Megan drops this year. I mean... She's in a Planet Fitness commercial that's been playing like during every single football game I've watched because I've been watching a lot of football over winter break. So yeah, I'm just kind of expecting something from Megan The Stallion. And honestly, um, while Megan has yet to put like a full project together, that's been something I'm really into. I have the most hope for this one considering she's, you know, independent and she's doing all this stuff. I like her verse on uh, the new Renee rap song. I really liked Cobra. Um, I would love to see a new direction from Meg in kind of the production choices, but generally she's just a very solid rapper. Technically I maintain that. Um, and I'm very excited to see what she has next. Another one I've got that I feel pretty safe on, but unlike Meg is not really one that I want is Drake. Drake's put out an album pretty much every year since probably 2021, I think. I think he skipped 2020, and I think he put out an album in 2021, 22, 23. Um, and they've all been bad. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts on the newest Drake album, you don't actually have to listen to that much of my giant yap sesh because I started with the worst albums. And spoiler alert, it's on there because I don't like that record. I don't think Drake is going to change anything. I think we're just going to get another boring Drake album. I'm going to put it at the bottom of the list again. If he does something with 21 Savage or J. Cole, who he's going on tour with, um, then we might get something interesting. Um, and by interesting, I mean he's going to get carried by either of those two. I forgot to put him on the list, but J. Cole, I actually do feel kind of good about J. Cole's new album coming out this year. And I also feel good that it will actually be good. J. Cole is a very talented rapper. Um, and while he's not really one that follows like release schedules of like, oh, I have to put this out to stay popular at this sort of time, which is kind of what I'm basing some of these off, especially the pop stars that we're going to get to later on this list. Um, you know, there's been kind of buzz around it. And especially since he's going on tour, I feel pretty confident that J. Cole is going to put out something soon, which I'm very excited for. Next up is actually Kesha. I just talked about her last time because she just put out an album in 2023, but she seems to be teasing new music again, and honestly, I'm all here for it. Gag Order was a really good record. I actually enjoyed it a lot, um, and I have just been listening to so much Kesha recently, so I've been thinking about her front and center. Um, her greatest hits, I think, go like hit for hit with almost any other pop star from that era. Um, and while I have yet to actually see if there's a lot in the album cuts that I have not heard, um, I just really like Kesha and I'm rooting for her and I'm excited for what she's got next. Speaking of an artist who I believe the single is dropping this week, I'm probably not an album though, is Lil Nas X. I don't know what the hell this is going to sound like. I We've heard snippets, and it doesn't sound too different, but also, like, Lil Nas X is kind of doing, like, the Christian artist thing, where, like, he's saying he's, like, he is returning to God and becoming a Christian artist, which, considering how hard Lil Nas X trolled religion uh, with his lead single, Montero, for the last album... I'm not 100% sure if he's just kidding or not, um, but we'll have to listen to the song and see. But I did like Montero. You can go back and listen to the Depths episode 
a while back for that. But I did like that record, so I am excited to hear what he's got next, no matter what it is lyrically. Um, yeah, definitely pretty excited about that. And, you know, he mentioned on his story, it's been like five years since Old Town Road came out, and that feels like being kicked in the chest, because that feels like yesterday. Speaking of somebody else whose single is coming out, I believe on Friday, Miss Ariana Grande. Um, is she going to write songs about or dating SpongeBob? Divorcing her husband to date SpongeBob. I have no idea. Um, but once again, lyrically, you know, I'll listen to it no matter what it is. Ariana Grande has established herself for many, many years as a very popular artist. Uh, and in general, I think most of her music's pretty good. I liked her most recent full-length album. So, yeah, I am looking forward to whatever we get next from Ariana Grande. I really doubt that she's going to do anything crazy different uh, in terms of her style. Um, but in general, I think Ariana Grande is a kind of one-of-a-kind artist. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what she's got for us either way. Um, next up is Ice Spice. I feel pretty confident about Ice Spice because I feel like it would be a really big mistake for Ice Spice to not drop an album this year. She opened up last year with Like, which was an EP. She hasn't put out a full-length record. I think she even mentioned that in a verse recently. Um, but she just has the EP out with some songs that she's been kind of going around with for a while and then obviously blew up at the beginning of 2023. But... Ice Spice, if she's not to become a viral fad, you got to capitalize on that sooner rather than later. And I think this year it would be a big missed opportunity if Ice Spice doesn't come out with a full-length album. Of course, I don't know what her schedule looks like in terms of writing and recording and whatever. Um, I know she was just on tour with Doja Cat, so we'll have to see. But... I generally feel pretty confident that we're going to hear from Ice Spice this year. Next up, I've got Dua Lipa. Uh, she put out Houdini last year as a single. Um, it didn't feature Tame Impala, but the production was by Tame Impala, and it might as well have been featuring Tame Impala because it sounded so much like a Tame Impala song. But I love Dua Lipa. She also obviously had Dance the Night Away, which is a huge hit off the Barbie soundtrack. Um... I love Future Nostalgia. I love pretty much everything Dua Lipa's ever put out, um, especially recently. So I am absolutely hooked, sitting you know right front and center for pretty much anything Dua Lipa's going to do this year. I will eat it all up um, because I have confidence that it will be good. Um, so yeah, big fan of Dua Lipa. Super excited to hear what she's got next, but I feel like it's going to come this year. Uh, next up... The two kind of metal picks. I'm kind of saving my metal picks for the end of each category because I don't want to dwell too long on them because metal is the genre I'm most invested in. So therefore I have the most knowledge of like kind of like the deeper, more, I guess, obscure picks. Um, and I know, you know, if you're just like a pop music listener or a mainstream music listener who listens to this, this is not a dedicated metal show, so I don't want to bog you down with a bunch of metal albums that you may not be super into. Um, but these two that I'm almost guaranteeing are some of the biggest crossover acts in metal right now, the biggest pop appeal in metal right now. The first one we have a title for, Bring Me the Horizon Post-Human Next Gen. Bring Me the Horizon has been absolutely blowing up as of recently. They just toured with Fallout Boy. They have been dominating rock radio. They just put out a new single last week. Uh, they featured on the new Lil Uzi Vert album. They've been everywhere. I feel like when pop stars like Ed Sheeran, for example, want an artist to cross over into the rock world, a lot of times they pick Bring Me the Horizon. Um, so I feel like if any album has the power to cross over from the metal world to the mainstream this year that I feel really confident is going to come out this year. It's the new one from Bring Me the Horizon. Their last full-length album, um, Post-Human Survival Horror, uh, as this one's called Post-Human Next Gen, this will probably be like a follow-up, but Post-Human Survival Horror 
was like 2020, 2021. So it's definitely been a while uh, and long overdue, but I'm very excited. Um, Bad Omens is another band that has had huge crossover success. Their album, The Death of Peace and Mind, dominated 2022. I've kind of softened on that album since my initial experiences with it in 2022. I notably didn't really love it uh, that year. But, you know, after seeing them live last year, they've definitely grown on me a little bit. Uh, and apparently they have two albums in the works, which I don't know how they're going to do that. But I'm sure one of them is going to come out this year. And considering how Bad Omens has essentially dominated rock radio this year, too, with an album that came out in 2022, I'm sure that whatever they put out that's new will dominate in 2024. All right. Time to speculate. This is the stuff I'm not 100% sure on, but I feel pretty good about. Um, once again, these categories aren't super strict, um, but just to kind of give us a general sense of things. Uh, and this is pretty much where everything else is winding up. So I'll kind of justify or, you know, explain my answers here. First one I'm going with is Billie Eilish. I considered putting Billie in the category above because I feel really good about this. Um, considering Billy toured happier than ever a while back, I got to see that live. You probably know that because that episode has done really giant numbers over the last year, which I appreciate very much. Um, Billy has been doing great. Um, she did, what was I made for, which just won her a golden globe as of last night, uh, for the Barbie movie. I love that song. Um, and I'm just really excited to see what Billy has next. I liked Happier Than Ever and was more positive on it than a lot of other critics were. Uh, but I stand by and I think that record is still really good. And it's very varied, I guess, in a way that I was very excited to see from Billy. Uh, and considering a lot of the other people that dropped that same year as her, um, I believe Lil Nas X dropped that year Um Olivia Rodrigo definitely dropped that year uh, with Sour because she kept getting compared to Billie Eilish. Um, you know, considering those artists dropped around then and and have either since dropped or are dropping again, release window-wise, as a pop artist, it would make sense for Billie Eilish to drop again. Uh, and from kind of the clips and the interviews I've seen, it seems like that is the case. Um, but I'm very excited for whatever Billie Eilish has coming next. I like her whole discography going back to her first EP. So, yeah, really excited, and you'll definitely hear about it on the show when it comes out. After that is Beyonce. Beyonce just toured Renaissance um, last year, and she released, obviously, the album the year before. I heard somewhere that Renaissance is supposed to be part of, like, a multi-album thing, um, but I'm not entirely caught up with all the Beyonce lore um but regardless if that is true then it would be you know it would make a lot of sense for Beyonce to drop this year and if she does I'm very excited for it um Renaissance was one of if not my favorite album of 2022 uh and I have absolutely no that doubt that Beyonce can do it again the America Has a Problem remix she put out with Kendrick was great um, and the most recent single she just put out around the time that the Renaissance concert film came out was also super good. So yeah, I'm just feeling generally really good about Beyonce. So I'm excited to see what she's got next. But knowing Beyonce, it could either be next year or could be in seven years. But whatever it's going to be, I'll be here for it. After that is Rihanna. Um, you know, I was fairly confident about Rihanna dropping last year, especially with the Super Bowl performance. But once we learned that she was pregnant, things kind of changed. Um, and now that I believe she has had her baby, so congratulations to her. Um, I guess this may be the year that she drops music, but once again, uh, obviously no idea what's going on with her personal life right now. Obviously, adjusting to having another child is a huge deal so i'm not like disappointed rihanna hasn't put out new music she's gonna put it out when she puts it out um especially considering anti came out and i want to say 2019 or 2017 it's been quite a while since we've heard from her so 
I know Rihanna's going to take her time, um, but last year was nothing if not for me. A reminder of how good Rihanna's music is. Um, I did more of a deep dive on her back catalog and really loved pretty much everything I heard. So whenever Rihanna drops, um, I'm super excited to hear it. And she's talked about in interviews, you know, having made a lot of progress on the album. So I'm really excited to see what she's got coming up. After this, uh, is kind of a wild card pick. We haven't heard anything official, but I'm going to lump these two together. I'm going to say it, Justin Timberlake is dropping this year, either solo or with NSYNC. Um, despite the crazy, crazy bad things about him in the new Britney Spears memoir, um, Justin Timberlake has had a pretty big year specifically with the reunion of NSYNC. Um, they came together to present an award to Taylor Swift at the VMAs. Um, and then they all appeared together in the new trolls movie, which has blown up. Um, this is the third trolls movie. And while he's been obviously in all of them, um, the fact is, I don't think I've seen one of these movies blow up in this way of any of the other ones in the series. Although, I don't think I was on the internet when the first one came out or, like, really paying attention to, like, TikTok or anything like that. I don't even think TikTok was, like, relevant when the first one came out. Um, I have not seen any of the Trolls movies, including the new one, but, God, I've heard that song a lot. Um, and guess what? That song is by NSYNC. NSYNC you know, came back together to record a song for that movie and it has been doing very well online um, and has received a lot of praise. And obviously, NSYNC has gotten to the point as an act where they are, you know, old enough to where there's a lot of people who are very nostalgic for them, who grew up on them, but never got the chance to see them. So, if they toured or they put out new music and then toured, it would be extremely, extremely profitable for them. Um, or even if just if Justin puts out music by himself. Regardless, I feel like this momentum with Trolls and the reunion of NSYNC, whether for Justin or for the entire band, I'm, I would hope for the entire band personally, but... Either for Justin or the entire band, I feel like there's no way that this momentum kind of just goes nowhere. Um, while the Trolls movies have kind of been the thing that Justin Timberlake's been doing the most since Man of the Woods, um, I think it's a long time coming for a comeback. So I think we are getting something or hearing something from them this year, but I cannot confirm. And I have no idea whether it's going to be Justin or InSync as a whole. But if I had to guess, it's going to be InSync entire, it's entirely. Next one is kind of a shot in the dark. Uh, but I'm going to say Lady Gaga. You know, it's been a while since Chromatica. Um, and she's been kind of just doing her thing as of late. Uh, she did the record with uh, Tony Bennett, who uh, recently passed away, very unfortunately. Um, but it has been a while since our, like a big pop record came out from Gaga. Um, so I guess I would just say, keep your eyes on her. She also hasn't toured in a while. I don't think either way, um, I'm a big Gaga fan. So I just want to get something new from her. So here's to hoping this year, uh, this next one, I put the word motion on, uh, these next three artists are people who dominated in 2023, but for some reason, I think we will hear from them again for a variety of different reasons. The first one I want to talk about is Boy Genius. I feel like this year we find out if for the foreseeable future, Boy Genius is going to continue as a unit and put out another record together and then tour again together, or if Lucy, Phoebe, and Julian are going to go their separate ways, do some solo stuff, and then, you know, leave room open for them to possibly come back together. It seems like Boy Genius, um, obviously, financially and culturally, Boy Genius was a hit this year. 
um, with their record, and I really liked it. Personally, I didn't get to go see them, but I heard nothing but good things about their performance at their show. Heard other things about the crowd, but I've, I've heard their performances were very good. Um, and they seem to be, you know, from everything I've seen, they seem to be, you know, very happy together as a band. So I would not be surprised if we get something else from Boy Genius this year. Um, but I feel like we hear one way or the other if Boy Genius is going to kind of stay as a unit or if the trio is going to go their separate ways. But that's up to anyone. And whether that leads to new music this year, I'm less confident, but I feel like we're going to hear something from them. The next two artists are artists that put out albums in 2022 that blew up in 2023, then put out like deluxe versions of that 2022 album. And therefore, I think you're actually going to put out a full new album in 2024 to capitalize on that newfound popularity. Those two artists are Noah Khan and Sabrina Carpenter. Uh, let's start with Noah Khan. I got to see Noah Khan early in 2023, literal months before he took the world by storm and has been dominating the charts ever since. Um, but... Uh, I got to see him at my school in Athens, Ohio. He was phenomenal. It was a great show. And I really like Stick Season as a record. All of his songs that have become big and have become hits, like Stick Season, like Dial Drunk, like Northern Attitude that he's since done the remixes with on the deluxe version of that record, I think are all very good and very much deserving of the popularity they've gotten. I think, you know, when I turn on the Hits channel in my car when I'm door dashing, because that's what I do to make money, um, when I turn on the Hits channel, Noah Khan is one of the only artists I hear consistently that I am also consistently happy to hear from 2023. Because in general, I think it was kind of a weak year for pop music, but man, Noah Khan, he's got, he's got those hits, man, and I am excited to hear what he's got next. Obviously... He's a very personal songwriter, so I obviously you can't rush lyricism like his. However, um, I think it is entirely possible that Noah has been working on music since the release of Stick Season and has been doing so especially since he has really taken the world by storm. So super excited for that. Kind of similar story with Sabrina Carpenter, except I didn't see Sabrina Carpenter live. Uh, she's been really dick killing it as an Eras tour opener. She just gave a really good performance uh, for Rockin' New Year's Eve. I covered her holiday EP on Depths of Music for a holiday special. But I just feel like, considering Sabrina's really been gaining ground as a pop star on her own as of recent, I feel like it's you know, kind of time for her to drop something. And I'm definitely interested in whatever it is. I'm not 100% sold on Sabrina's sound, although I did really like the Holiday EP, and I think she is a generally pretty good writer. Um, I'm definitely curious and waited with waiting with bated breath to see what comes next from Sabrina. So definitely keep your eye on her this year. Uh, I got another one, and this is kind of a long shot. Um, I don't know if anybody in pop music, specifically pop, has had a bad of a year or as big of a fall-off as Lizzo. Lizzo and the allegations that have come out against her and the lawsuit that have come out against her have been really, 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 really bad for Lizzo's career. Specifically, the nature of those allegations and um, how that directly contradicts everything that Lizzo has claimed to stand for for her entire career and what she has built her entire platform off of. In general, though, I feel like once Lizzo gets through this lawsuit, which I feel like might not be this year, she is going to make one final shot to try to save her career. And I don't know when that's going to be or what that's going to look like. Um, but I feel like she's going to take one more shot to save her career. And just knowing how culture works, 
um, and how I would argue Lizzo wasn't quite established as a mainstay of pop before these allegations hit. I would argue she would have needed one or two more really big hits or a big album to do that. I just don't think it's going to work out for her. I would put money that Lizzo is probably done for good in terms of being a popular mainstream artist with a huge fan base. However, I think musically she's going to take one more shot at it and we might get that before the year is up. The next one I want to go for is another person who is going to be taking one final shot to save their career. Um, Wikipedia listed them as somebody that's going to have an album in 2024. And while I have not heard anything about it proper, um, I think it is high time to see if Chance the Rapper can actually pull it off. Um, after the absolute disaster that was the big day, Chance the Rapper, you know, an artist that has been acclaimed for all these mixtapes, finally puts out his full-length album, and it's genuinely one of the worst albums of the year that year and is one of the biggest punching bags of hip-hop in the last 10 years. I feel like Chance is going to have to drop, like, a borderline classic to regain his reputation. Part of me assumed that if Chance was going to try to save his career, he would have done it already. But I guess better late than never. He's got nowhere to go but up from here. So definitely keep your eye on Chance the Rapper and whatever he's got new. He might be able to genuinely pull off the comeback of the year. Um, but if this album, in my opinion, is anything short of absolutely phenomenal, he's probably done with his run in the mainstream. Next up is Playboy Cardi. Um... Playboy Cardi's weird with release dates, so while I've heard this is coming out at the beginning of the year or in January, I'm not believing it until I see it. I'm not the world's biggest Playboy Cardi fan, but obviously he is one of the most influential rappers today. Uh, there are so many people that I hear on the internet with two followers on Soundtrack Cloud who are trying to be Playboy Cardi so bad, and while I don't love his sound, he undeniably... Um, influences a lot of hip-hop and the way he moves in his next release will probably be how a lot of hip-hop moves for better or for worse definitely keep your eyes on the new playboy cardi once again he's weird with release day so we don't know if that's going to actually drop this year next one i've got up is cardi b i just feel like we haven't heard from cardi in a while i mean we got um that's kind of confusing that i put cardi b after playboy cardi i probably should have ordered that different but uh Cardi B, I just feel like in general we haven't heard from a lot recently with the exception of her song with Megan Thee Stallion, Bongos. Um, but in terms of like full-length projects, it's definitely been a while since we've heard from Cardi B, so I'm definitely going to want to hear from her again. You know, she is somebody that I feel like whenever she does drop, it definitely does make an impact, and I feel like it will continue to do so in 2024. But I don't really have a whole lot more than that to say. After that, uh, last one that's like a dedicated hip-hop pick is Baby Keem. In general, I think Baby Keem is really good. Melodic Blue, I believe, dropped in 21. And, you know, after touring with Kendrick, I feel like Baby Keem is in need of some new music uh, to really keep that momentum going because I feel like he has a lot of great momentum coming off of that tour and coming off of Melodic Blue. However, uh, I think to keep that going, he should put out new music this year. And that's what I'm hoping he does because I like Melodic Blue and I just think in general he's very talented. So, would be very excited to hear any of that. Alright, we've got some alt-rock bands next. Two alt-rock bands that I think are going to get a variety of different kind of motions this year we may not get new music for either of these bands one of them i'm kind of doubtful of but i feel like we are going to hear something from their camp the first of which is paramore paramore put out one of my favorite albums of last year why would they be dropping this year well they just finished their contract uh, the contract that the band signed when they were all teenagers with Fueled by Ramen uh, that they have put out every album under. Well, 
they entered into a new contract and then immediately, not immediately, but they then pretty quickly fell out of it. So Paramore has gone basically silent. The band has wiped their Instagram page. They've wiped their shop. They've canceled shows. They don't, it's really uncertain what's going on. And once again, as I said, the reports that I've read chalk it up to them kind of falling out contractually uh, with their label. However, we don't really know 100% for certain what's going on with Paramore. I obviously love Paramore. I loved This Is Why. I loved seeing them on tour. It was one of the best live shows I've ever been to in my entire life. Uh, and right now they're said to have a pretty big 2024 opening up for the entire European leg of the Eras Tour with Taylor Swift. I think this is, you know, I'm hoping this is not a breakup because God, I don't want Paramore to break up because they're so good. Um, and genuinely they are one of the most, if not the most consistent alt-rock band, like period right now. So in general, I really want Paramore to come out of this okay, whatever is going on with the band. I hope they're all well, and I hope that this all gets settled. Um, and if a new contract and, you know, the stuff going on with the Aerostore means new music, I will welcome it with open arms. However, I'm not watching with bated breath. I just feel like we're going to hear some updates about the state of Paramore to come rather soon. Next up, in much less dire straits, but in absolute dire silence, uh, as of Halloween this year, in 2024, it will be officially five years since My Chemical Romance announced their return. They played one return show in 2019, then the pandemic completely decimated their touring plans. They toured... In 2022, a lot. They finished up in 23. They are scheduled to play at um, the next When We Were Young Festival, where they are bringing back from the dead the Black Parade to play in its entirety at that festival. But besides for that, it's basically been radio silent with My Chemical Romance. The only piece of return, you know, post breakup music we've gotten was 2022's Foundations of Decay, um, which I think was a pretty good single with some pretty glaring mixing issues, but definitely showed a really good direction. I think the band was going in much harder, much heavier, but I still think with everything that makes My Chemical Romance one of the best bands to come out of the scene in the 2000s, and probably the best band to come out of the scene in the 2000s, period. Um, but I am unabashedly a giant mcr fan my chem has been on this list every single year and they will continue to do so until they come out with something or announce that they're breaking up again which god let's hope not but i love my chem i'm really kind of expecting especially since frank's schedule with ls dunes is kind of dying down to hopefully hear some news about what is next for my chem if that's another tour whether that's another single, whether that's a documentary or like live album or something about their return, or if that's hopefully new music. My Chem is one of those bands, and I've said this for ages now, that I feel like would not come back from a breakup just to tour their greatest hits and all of the interesting aesthetic choices that were made with this whole swarm decay aesthetic for the return tour leads me to believe this is something pointing to a new era of My Chemical Romance. Um, and I will be absolutely all in whenever it comes out. But um, waiting with bated breath from some for some new motion from My Chemical Romance and hoping that comes sometime in 2024. Uh, to cap it off at the end, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. Clearly, I just spent an hour talking about countless artists who are possibly or certainly dropping next year. 
So there's a lot to be excited about no matter what type of music you're into. Obviously, I did not cover everything. I can't cover everything. So um, definitely let me know on Instagram at Debsy Music Cast what I missed, um, what I should be excited for because obviously... Part of this is me listening to new music and trying out new things. It's called the Depths of Music for the Reason. And I got to explore more things. So I will definitely be keeping my ear close to the ground all year long, just like I have been for these past few years, um, to listen to as much and review as much great music as possible. We're going to start off the new music swing and next time with a review of the new Green Day record. And then we're going to see where we go from there. Definitely going to cover the Grammys again. Definitely going to cover the Super Bowl. But besides for that, not entirely sure. It's going to be an interesting year. Um, but if you want to follow along, make sure you follow at Depths of Music Cast on Instagram and all other social media platforms uh, i believe it's Depths pod on x although i'm far less consistent on there because i cannot be bothered with that app um you can also check us out at uh the post athens you can follow at the post athens on instagram at the post multimedia on instagram as well um where those uh where these episodes will also be posted so definitely keep up with that also keep up with my other podcast, Keep Me Posted, on that site with uh, Miss Cassie Die. We do a really fun, in my opinion, storytime podcast uh, where you kind of get to just get the play-by-play of just the experience of college students. We've been going through it since our first semester freshman year, and we've you know grown and changed a lot over the past year that we've been running that show. So it's been really fun, and if you like me uh, as a host and want to see a more comedic, loose, less analytical side of me uh, and want to hear more about my personal life, that's the show to go to. Very good time. Um, but you can also follow me personally on Instagram at nickkobe122. Uh, in general, that'll be the best place to see all my content from not only just the post and depths of music, but all my other content, considering my aspirations are towards music journalism. And I've referenced some other pieces I've done in this episode. Um, there's a lot of music related content by me that, you know, doesn't always get filtered through the depths angle that you definitely should go check out, but I'll stop plugging. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, share it with friends, all that good stuff. But until next time, my name is Mid Nicholas, and thank you for diving with me into the depths of music. I'll see you next time.